0: Welcome to the HMO success podcast. My name's Wendy and this podcast will help you invest in houses of multiple occupation. The pros and cons of HMOs. Now, I think there are a lot of things to weigh up when you start to invest in HMOs. So this morning I wanted to share with you some pros and cons of investing in HMOs so you can evaluate this strategy for yourself and make a decision about whether this is for you or not. Is this the right strategy for you? At the moment, of course, we're in some very difficult, uncertain times. So this is affecting the whole of the housing market in a number of different ways. And HMOs are, of course, no exception to that. So if you're already investing in HMOs, you're probably worried about the end of furlough, uh, about whether your tenants are going to carry on paying their rent, um, about maybe your own situation financially. Uh, a lot of people are very, very worried about uh, their their finances and their cash flow right now. And, you know, that, that's an understandable worry. That's an understandable fear that you would have. So um, today what I want to do really is look at some of those benefits of investing in HMOs and the negatives as well and weigh them up and then whatever you're doing today, whether you're, you know, you might be going for viewings, you might be considering what your next steps are. Uh, I want you to be fully educated about what what the benefits are and what the drawbacks are of investing in HMOs. Now, I speak from many years of experience. The very first property I ever bought was uh, was a student shared house. It wasn't really called an HMO in those days, but it was a, a student shared property. Uh, and um i laugh because i think i was really not very good at managing it whatever um i have learned a lot since then i stopped buying student shared properties for a lot of different reasons and ended up buying a portfolio of single buy to let properties um, and to this day we still have those properties and i still am adding to my single let property portfolio but One of the reasons why I started investing in HMOs was, of course, because of the cash flow. But you've got to to make sure you get the cash flow. So what I'd like to share with you today is what I consider to be the negative side of HMOs, the difficulties, the challenges, the, the decisions you need to make whether this is the right strategy for you or not. But then we're going to look at the upsides and you know a lot of people a lot of traders a lot of the hmo industry will say oh there's it's all wonderful it's all amazing it's all brilliant well you know to every upside there is always a downside and it wouldn't be Uh, correct of me, it wouldn't be honest of me, not to share with you what those downsides are. From years of experience now, probably about the last six years, I've been investing in HMOs, kind of round two, and uh, I manage a few HMOs uh, with my company on behalf of other landlords. So let's talk about the first thing then, cash flow. Obviously that has a massive benefit with HMOs. That's one of the main reasons why people start investing in HMOs, because they know that they can make more money on one property with five or six or seven bedrooms, even sometimes with three or four bedrooms, than they can with a single buy-to-let property. And that's, that's obvious, isn't it? If you're buying a house, you're turning it into a multi-let, a property that has multiple streams of income attached to it, you are gonna make more money. Now, of course, you're going to have associated costs, but even so, the associated costs of running an HMO are, uh, in terms of the, the, if you were to divide it by the number of people living there, much, much cheaper than the cost on, let's say, a single buy-to-let property. You have one mortgage on an HMO, you have one mortgage on a buy-to-let property. You have one lot of insurance on an HMO, you have one lot of insurance on a buy-to-let property. But those costs are are borne by one tenant in the, in the fact that it is one single buy-to-let. They'll be paying you their rent and then you deduct the, the mortgage and the insurance. But of course, with five or six tenants, effectively pro rata, those costs are much lower. So in terms of the costs of running an HMO, you've got to bear in mind that you will probably be responsible for the uh, utility bills, the council tax, the TV licence, cleaning. There's going to be additional costs that you will be bearing. And that's something you've got to put into your cash flow. You've got to make sure that you've got a robust cash flow. Right now, with the threat of... Uh, redundancies and uh, coronavirus and the you know the, the the problem of tenants. I would recommend that you have at least three months of cash flow stored up, if not six. So right now is a time for not spending all the profit that you're making on your HMOs. Uh, And in fact, if you are starting to invest in HMOs, I'd recommend that you have a year's worth of profits, which is quite a lot of money, but it's going to give you that shield effect. It's going to give you that protective effect if you find that you haven't got that cash flow from your tenants right now. Mortgages, mortgage companies are still accepting uh, mortgage holidays. Uh, But I don't know if that scheme is set to last very long, very much longer. I think it's the end of October when that finishes as well. So we're we're going to be in some tricky situations. And and of course, this is why working with tenants is so vital. So that's the second thing. That's uh, That's the other disadvantage of HMOs is that you have a lot more tenants to deal with. Now, you might use an agent and hopefully your agent is really good and knows how to deal with tenants and knows how to be proactive and communicative and helpful. But you need to make sure you do find an agent like that because otherwise you'll be ending up managing the HMO yourself and you may be perfectly good at doing that. You might have all the skills and the talents to be able to do that. If so, it's something you should consider doing depending on where the HMO is situated. But if you are going to be doing it, be aware that you have suddenly five or six tenants as opposed to one tenant. So it's going to take up more of your time. So the other downside to investing in HMOs is time. You've got to think about how much time you have in a week to manage this HMO and whether it's realistic for you to take it on with all those, those additional demands that can be made of you. Now, one of the, uh, the areas that you could say is, is a negative is sort of negative and a positive is what this means for you is you're going to have to become more organised and more systemised. Very early in my HMO journey, one of the things I did was use a virtual telephone answering service because I found that I was always answering calls from tenants. And I found that one of the downsides to having all those additional tenants to manage was that I was often dragged into their problems and their issues and their concerns because it was all inclusive rent that I was charging. So one of the downsides is time it's more time consuming uh, it, it, it 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 will take more of your energy to manage it will take more of an effort to keep on top of all the the, um, the the aspects of managing an hmo and of course if you have a licensed hmo you have some legal responsibilities there too now those legal responsibilities are not the same as in a single buy to let a single buy to let uh, generally unless you're in an additional licensing area There are no additional licensing rules or regulations that you have to maintain. But of course, if you have an HMO that has five bedrooms or more, you will have a license. So that is another disadvantage. I'm not not selling it, am I? (laughs) I'm not selling it. In fact, today is not about selling HMOs. Today is about recognizing some of the downsides, recognizing some of the difficulties, recognizing some of the challenges because I want you to be fully aware of what you're getting into before you decide to jump in and do it. Now, the third thing is that you need to establish long-term tenants. In any good uh, letting business, you will have long-term tenants, and these are tenants who will stay with you for a year, two years, three years or more. So, establishing that relationship with tenants that allows them to get enough uh, of value and good service and to feel that they are treated well. Um, This is is what we we call our value add. We find that about 60% of our tenants stay for two years or more. So in fact, we're only really turning over about 35%, 35 to 40% of tenants are new tenants. Now this is great for stability. So this is, a, this is an upside to investing in HMOs, that you do get regular income, even though you might not get regular profit. So we've got to, we've got to split those two up, of course, that some months, if you've got a couple of rooms voided, you won't make, be making any profit, but at least you're not losing money. Now, unlike a single buy-to-let where you might actually lose money if the tenant moves out of that property in an HMO, you've probably still got three or four tenants living there who are covering your costs. So again, it comes down to pros and cons. And you've got to weigh up which of these are important to you and which of these are a deal breaker. What kind of a portfolio do you want what kind of a property portfolio do you need to meet your goals, to make your you know, your lifestyle goals a reality? You'll need a good team or you need a good agent. You don't just need a good agent who can manage the tenants, but you need a good team or a good agent who can help with the maintenance. Because there is more maintenance. That is a downside to HMOs. With more people living in a property and with them paying all inclusive rent which is what we charge what you'll find is that you'll have more breakages and people do not fess up to breakages they will just break things damage things things will just happen as they live there and it's unpleasant for you as the owner you've put your love and care and investment into this property but this is what happens so have a good maintenance team who can react and respond quickly and who could deal with low level maintenance and also slightly more high level maintenance as well. Finance with HMOs. Now, finance with HMOs is a little bit more complicated than, for example, comparing it to a single buy-to-let. You're not buying a buy-to-let mortgage. You're buying, generally, commercial finance. Now, commercial finance is its own world. It's a step up from buy-to-let. It's not the same type of lending as buy-to-let. It has its own rules and regulations. And depending on your personal circumstances will certainly depend on how accessible commercial finance is for you but commercial finance is also great because once you start to work with a commercial finance broker and a commercial finance lender, you will find that they will want to develop a relationship with you. And very often they'll want to lend you more money. So while it can be harder to get into and while it can be more time consuming to fill out the paperwork, particularly if you're doing it through a limited company, getting into the world of commercial finance is a very important step for you as an investor to understand how it works, to build and develop those relationships with those lenders and to effectively have on your credit rating and your business credit rating as a business which is financially viable to be able to accept commercial finance and utilise commercial finance. One of the things I would recommend in HMO management, and and, and HMOs are definitely a a more um, management intensive strategy is about costs uh, if you're going to really make profit in your HMO if, if, if let's say you had a single buy to let you might not worry too much about you know some of the costs because you've got very few costs but in an HMO where you're paying all the bills potentially You've got to make sure that you're on top of those and that you are every year trying to reduce the cost in running that HMO. So whether it's maintenance, mortgage or insurance or utilities, keep bringing down the cost of running that HMO because that's where your profit will be. So HMOs, the downside is definitely takes more time, will take more of your energy, will take more of your focus. However, there are some massive upsides. So far, I've just told you about the downsides. So far, I've told you about the things that can go wrong, the things that will cause you to be fearful, the things that will make you worried, the things that make you think, oh, should I invest in HMOs? Maybe now's not the right time. Maybe I don't want to do it. Well, let me tell you about the upsides. So some of the upsides to investing in HMO. Clearly, you have more people paying rent and therefore you have the opportunity to make much, much more profit absolutely true that HMOs, of course, outstrip buy-to-lets 10 to 1 in terms of the amount of money that they can make. So that's a really important point. The second thing is finance, because you can often get all your money out of an HMO, and if you can't get it all out, you might leave in 10%, but you have an excellent return on investment. And buying single buy-to-lets, particularly in today's marketplace, which is very competitive, and there's lots and lots of people looking for those single buy-to-lets, buying and financing an HMO means you get a much better return on your investment. If you have some voids or you have some vacancies, the great thing is that that rent is very fungible. In other words, you can change it. So if you decide to offer your room at 350 pounds a month or 600 pounds a month, you're totally in charge of that. You can decide how much rental the market will stand to fill your HMO. You're completely at ease to charge whatever rent you want to charge for that room. And I think that gives you a lot of control over filling your rooms. So unlike a single buy to let, where it's much more dictated by market price, with 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 an HMO room, you can decide how much you want to market that property for. So that's really helpful because it means you can see what is going on in in the local area and you can make a decision about how you want to to market your rooms and what price you feel that would, would work for renting your rooms out. I believe that investing in HMOs can actually make you a better investor. So this is a real positive for you as an individual investing in HMOs. You become better educated because there's a lot more to consider than if you're buying a single buy to let. You learn how to raise investor finance, whether that's commercial finance through the banks or whether it's using investor finance to invest in HMOs. Because you've got more profit, because you're making more money each month, you become much more attractive to third party investors because they realize that what you're doing in terms of making more of a return, they could benefit from. So being a magnet for for investors, requires you to be able to create deals that work. And HMOs are much, much more likely to attract third party investment than single buy-to-lets, because generally single buy-to-lets just do not have the profit margins in there to be able to split with an investor. So learning how to raise investor finance is really key And it will make a massive difference to you if you've never done it before um, you need to look at uh, this page uh, look at some of the videos that I've done on how to raise investor finance because that will take you to the next level in terms of your investing knowing about HMOs the other positive the other benefit is of course you have other strategies that you can explore so whether it's serviced accommodation or rent to rent Uh, or it's uh, looking at um, corporate lets, or company lets, or even looking at social housing. HMOs give you the knowledge, the experience, and the confidence to branch out into other strategies. So while you might start with HMOs, a single, you know, plain HMO, five or six bedrooms, what the strategy does is it allows you to grow your, your mental mindset, your business mindset, and also your ability to do deals with other people and to, and to work with other people and develop partnerships with others. So I think HMOs provide a really good stepping stone if you're looking to do bigger deals, if you're looking to raise more investor finance, if you're looking to understand how commercial finance works. And you know, the key for me, is that you only need a handful to change your life. When I got to, it was about seven HMOs, not only did my husband give up his job, but I gave up my job as well. We no longer needed an income from our job. And that is probably the overarching benefit to HMOs. And I knew some of the downsides by then. I'd been, I had probably about 50 rooms, something like that by then. And I knew that it was not going to always be easy. It wasn't going to be a walk in the park. By developing a team and developing systems, I now really have exited myself a lot from the business and don't do much to do with the, the actual properties now anymore. I have a great team who runs it for me because we've been able to scale up and leverage up. But you have to weigh up the pros and cons. You've got to be realistic as you go into this market and decide, is this the right strategy for me or do I need to be looking at a different one? It all depends on your goals. It depends on what you want to try and achieve. But I know that for myself and many other investors, it's been the key to creating financial freedom long-term. Please put any questions below. I'd love to know what your dilemmas are about HMOs. Are you struggling to weigh up the pros and cons? Are you wondering whether this is the right strategy for you right now? Are there other concerns you have that are you know, clouding your judgment? Let me know what your questions are and I will, uh, I'll try to answer those over the next few days. Just, just put them in the link below. Love to speak to you soon. Thanks very much for your time today. See you soon. Thank you for listening to the HMO Success Podcast.